Hello, this is Bert Young. You listen to the Skeleton Crew, and I don't sweat you. Welcome, Boneheads. It is here once again, the iconic classic, the Skeleton Crew Horror Podcast. The podcast that will tickle your funny bone and have you screaming for more. Exclusively at Horrorphilia.com with your trio of numbskulls, Jamie Sammons. I, 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 I like it. Dan Chase. I love fucking you guys, dude. Yo. And Alex Edwards. Yeah, asshole. Woo! You are now entering the bone zone. Welcome to the Skeleton Crew number 132. <laughs> this is Al. I'm joined by Dan and Jamie, and we have a real special treat for you tonight. Dan Chase missed a segment back in 2014. Top 10 favorite horror movies of all time. So he is here, and he will give his incredible list and go in depth as to why he chose those 10 horror movies but uh guys uh before we do that i just want to get into something you know there's a lot of news going on and uh some of it pertains to a certain little doll now i feel like everybody knows this but at the same time, I will say in my defense that nobody has has talked about it all that much because I didn't know about this. So maybe the people like me who are just not on Facebook as much as they should be or in the right places or whatever. Uh, did you guys know that this new Chucky movie? Now, we all know I didn't like the last one, Curse of Chucky. Everybody seems to love it, but I hated the... Um, the lighting, it was like the whole movie, all I remember is this dark blue movie. Like, that's all I remember. It's No, just, that's accurate. Okay, it was just yeah. like, I couldn't stand the sight of it. Um, and nothing happened in it where I feel that, you know, I feel like when you bring something back like that, it should be extravagant and insanely... Um, entertaining and captivating every second because it's supposed to be a treat that we're getting a Chucky movie at this point. You got Brad Dorif and all this other stuff, and they had like uh, the I remember the girl in the wall, oh, the wheelchair, ugh, and she was like related to somebody in the movie or something. I don't know, but Brad Dorif's daughter. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and she looks just like him. Too, oh yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. You'd think that this would be a whole thing, but it just came off like another regular generic movie to me. Now, listen, a lot of people liked it, so they're probably like, no, no, you're wrong, but whatever. Okay, the point is that now they conti- they're they going to continue with one more. I believe this is the last one. I think they're wrapping it up here. It's called Cult of Chucky, and the thing I didn't know is that they pulled out all the stops with the casting. I mean, did you guys yeah. know that Andy Barkley and Jennifer Tilly and his daughter, Dorif, whatever her first name is. You know, they're all there again. Mm-hmm. Well, you do remember Andy 
Barkley was in the last one. I sort of, yeah. Didn't he open something up at the end of the movie? At the very end, Chucky sends himself to him. And and that's one thing that they either got to, I mean, go off of because they can't completely ignore that now. But I like it made it seem like he killed him. So obviously he didn't die. But yeah, yeah. But you're right, though. Put, I, I did kind of know that. Um, it kind of came out slowly, the news of who was going to be in it with, uh, with Jennifer Tilly coming back. Yeah, that I didn't know. That 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 was actually the one that I wasn't aware of. I knew Brad Dorf obviously was coming back with his daughter with with uh, what is it? Uh, fucking Alex Vincent, is it? Yeah. Yeah. So all those I knew all those guys were coming back, but I didn't know her. So, yeah, you're right, though. They're pulling out all the stops. And, dude, I would not be interested in the next Chucky movie if it wasn't for the last one. And the big one for me was the the reveal that it was a sequel, not uh, a reboot, which I, I still think really hasn't been done. And I thought that was a cool reveal, you know, when they when he pulls off his skin and it really is the fucking stitched faced uh, Chucky. I, I did like that. Yeah, see, it had some good points like that. Did did Jamie? Did you like that? I forget. Did you like that movie? Oh yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, it. Um, to me, it went. I think it went back to a more serious tone, a darker, kind of scarier tone. Uh, whereas with the ones previous to that, it had gotten kind of silly and kind of. And, and, okay, <laughs> really yeah. silly and and. Yeah. Hello, father. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no. What the but fuck? no, I absolutely Kinda. I loved it. I thought it had some great deaths, like particularly A. Martinez. Um, that was a yeah. phenomenal death scene. Um, as Orr would say, it brought it back. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I I think it did in in a good way. Like I I watched the other Chucky movies. I was not interested, but but it really did it. It brought it to a place where it definitely added something fresh. It changed the tone back to more like the original. But then Chucky still had his his crazy uh, one liners too, you know. But um, but it was all you know relevant to the context and the and kind of the uh, the format of that movie and how everything played out. Now. With that said, I mean, I'm curious to see, like, how they balance the tones because it's really adding in, you know, I mean, the, the, he was a kid in the first one, so they're bringing that guy back. So who knows how that character is going to be. But the Jennifer Tilly era, so to speak, especially towards the end there, was so silly. So it's they're going to have to balance between, you know, um, those, all the movies, really, just find a tone that fits uh, and and is, is fan service because I think the last one was fan service to the earlier Chucky fans, you know, like one, two, even three, you know. It looks like we reviewed Chucky uh, on show number 71. It was called The Curse of Carrie. Right. Yeah, yeah. we reviewed Chucky and Carrie. So if you want to listen to our review of that Chucky movie, The Curse of Chucky, it's at the 128 minute mark on show number 71. Yeah, I wish I liked it, guys. I don't like to not like things, and right. it's, you know, it's it's whatever. I, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. I I saw all the Chuckies in in the theater. Um, from like uh, I guess all the ones after uh, Bride of Chucky. Really? Yeah. I saw the one with him and he had a kid, and I don't remember what else I saw. I think that's only two of them, Bride and and is it? I don't know. Seed, right? Yeah, Seed. Oh well, then I saw one. <laughs> yeah, because because curse because curse was oh, the right. only the only child's play film to not be released in theaters, Ooh, which oh. really hurt 
it hurt my feelings because I was like, God damn, this is a good one. And the last two, but they got released in theaters, you know. <laughs> I, I almost feel like Alex. You, I, I, if I remember correctly, I think you like the movie more than than you're than you're saying like today. But I could be wrong about that too. But I'd be interested to see um, see you watch that again and and see your reaction to it again. You should give that one another shot. I would like to because I actually put up with the one where they go to the army boot camp. I thought that was mildly interesting. So I like that one. If I thought that was okay, and you know what would have been cooler. <laughs> It would have been cooler if they brought that chick back from 90210. Emily Valentine? Dun, 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 What's her name? Yeah. Emily Valentine? Um, uh, I don't know. The blonde sister or something from Chucky 2? Oh, right. Yeah. I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who knows? They might. Yeah. It was like, I guess, his stepsister. Like, I have no idea. You guys, I don't know these movies the way... We know the ones we talk about 5,000 times on the show. So, Well, and there's a reason for that, too, though. I, I've always thought that the the it had good stuff in it. Like, I even love that opening scene and just the premise of, of Child's Play. And I do like a lot of the first one, and there's moments of some of the sequels that, that are good, that are really creepy and scary. But just overall, man, if you break down every movie, especially to, later towards the hokey ones, I mean, if that's your thing, then then – it's it's actually kind of a good version of that but the whole Katherine Heigl thing and all that like all that shit just always turned me off dude and I never thought I, I never thought of the series worth like you know reviewing like even just worth getting into except for that last one which we which we did that one time so yeah I'm interested in the new one though I'm definitely interested to see uh, where they go with it and I mean dude everybody's coming back so there's always potential for, for greatness but um, a lot of the times that you know just bringing people back doesn't doesn't necessarily mean yo it's yo yo they brought it back and it didn't work they brought it back like four flaps on a cadillac oh yo 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 okay i've been looking her up now since we we've been talking i've been listening to but i've been looking her up since we've been talking <laughs> and i still have not come across this girl what the hell She's, i what? don't know her actual name i just know her as emily 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 Valentine. I know, me too. So, hey, Emily Valentine. And because of her role as Emily Valentine, I can't stand her. Like, <laughs> if I ever see her anywhere, I just automatically don't like her. Because wow. <laughs> the fire starter. I hated that chick, man. It was, that was it. a rough, that was a rough time in 90210. Oh, yeah. Remember when she got Brandon? Uh, she gave him, what was that drug? It was like C4 or UB4. I thought you were going to give him herpes. I was <laughs> like, oh, shit. Came in season five, jumping the shark. <laughs> they they made up a drug for Nio Two and O, and because they want to <laughs> use a real street drug for some reason, hypnosil. <laughs> hypnosil, because it would encourage kids who were really into the show to do the same drug Brandon did, <laughs> just to say you did it. <laughs> what? Yeah. Meanwhile, Dylan was on heroin, which I did do because of the show. Yeah, of course, of course. But uh, <laughs> but uh. I don't know, but they made up a drug, and he had he had like one drug night in his entire life, and everything went wrong, dude. Like you know, every possible, yeah. Oh god, you know, like people talk about drugs, and you know they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. It just you just roll your eyes when they talk to you about it, because like, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. And it's always obvious within the first like 15 seconds too. It doesn't take long to figure it out. You're like, oh okay, I see where you're coming from already. (laughs) But but I I love being quiet though and just listening to him go. So what do you know about it? Go ahead. Oh really? Oh yeah, no, never heard of it. Wow. Oh, is that what you, how you feel after a while? It doesn't affect you're just doing it to not feel sick. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I never thought of that. 
Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it was just so funny because he finally does one drug night in his life and his he comes outside his car is on cinder blocks though everything's gone like the worst things happen to you it's like kids don't do drugs or your life is over tomorrow so it was the funniest episode man I always when you get sitcoms. finished with Married with Children I want to do a 90210 podcast yeah I was just gonna say that mm-hmm. dude has that been done yes it actually has um a couple times there's like that's the one thing I pride myself in with the Marrow Children podcast. We're the only one in the world. Now to know, I remember one time I had the itch to watch them or something. And I felt that I didn't have time or whatever, or I didn't want to make time with the time I had. So I said, well, let me just like hear about it. So I started, I went on iTunes, just searched the show up. And yeah, there's a couple. So, well, yeah, because I knew you thought of it. I knew you thought of it before. Like, if you trying to do a uh, a podcast about a show, I was like, "There's no way you went through the shows and didn't didn't at least think about landing on that one." Well, I thought about that. I thought about Saved by the Bell. I thought about uh, a lot of my childhood ones. You know, um, mm-hmm. Twilight Zone, which I, I refused to do because I remember one time I wanted to see if Twilight Zone was worth doing. So what I did was. Um, I watched every single episode. I think I did like two seasons of this with Twilight Zone. I just went from number one. I said, you know, I always keep going on my favorite ones, but I'm going to go from number one and just keep going and just watch all these because I want to know if Twilight Zone is a really great show or if it's just a show with really great episodes in it. And I found out it's a show with really great episodes in it. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a (laughs) great show. No, overall, no. There is a reason that we see the same ones over and over again right. whenever whenever they do like a marathon. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed they always show the same episodes? And there is a reason because those are the good ones. Right. They always showed us the um, the, the there's not enough time episode mm-hmm. in school back in the day. Like yeah, Time at last. The reading one with him. Yes. Um, yeah, he's yeah. Got his Meredith. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And he's like, he tells his wife, you're a bum. You're a bum, Rock. <laughs> You're going to eat lightning and you're going to crap. But one thing um, about that, though, I'm glad you brought it up. Um, so we talked about this briefly and we were going to pick out. Um, and Jamie, I need your help on this in terms of recommending these to Alex. Um, some Black Mirror episodes. We want to pick a couple oh. of the best ones. Dude, so fucking good. You're going to love it because um, I think that. It, that's the result of maybe the Twilight Zone, where there's not as many episodes. There's definitely more production value put into them, and uh, all, like nearly, like, I would say the majority of the episodes are great. I mean, there's a few okay ones and and stuff that we've kind of seen before or whatever, but for the most part, that shows fire. So yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Did you want just the third season or all of the show? Well, I was thinking all of it, but dude, the third season, I don't know if you agree, but the third season is by far the strongest, the one they just released. Uh, you think it's no? really it's really fucking good. I, I just love the whole show. Like in yeah. the first season, I think one of my favorite episodes overall is the the one where they have like the cameras in their eyes that that. Um, oh, that's right. Oh, my God. Yeah, oh my! I forgot all about that episode. I love that one, and um, because okay, because the idea, um, I'm not sure if you know Alex, but the idea—it's basically yeah. these are all ooh ooh, and the one where the woman is running, 
that one I love. And then you find out why she's running and you find right. out like oh, what she's running oh, from. Oh, that's, that's so a good. great one. Yeah. One of the but, episodes has the dude from get out in it too. The black guy. Remember? But yeah, he's in yeah. the bicycling one and the, the futuristic one. And yeah. the thing is, these are all like just barely future. Right. Um, it's, it's kind of like, um, it's Global all based around technology right. and like what happens um, how how technology like affects us down the road and things like that. And um, in the last season, I really Oof. liked the one with Bryce Dallas Howard where Loved she it. Um, it was a whole social media thing. You know, like where it people was like are, the greatest commentary on it too. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. And that's the thing is, as it's um, is it's all basically social commentary, but from like a technological, slightly futuristic point of view. But they're so dark, right. and um, yeah, it's just and really fun. I I love that show. It's so good. It's so, so good. good, dude. Yeah, and, and and you're right though. I forgot about. Um, there's a couple of good episodes. Um, in the first season there. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to cherry pick a couple, but, uh, dude, I cannot wait for Alex to get into this shit because I think it's right up my alley, right up your alley guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and it doesn't take that long to knock out the entire series because it doesn't, there aren't that many episodes per season because or or per series because this is a British show. So they don't work as hard. Um, (laughs) (laughs) they really don't. Um, and uh, so it really does. I mean, we covered the entire thing on evil episodes, too. And it just you just run right through them. And they're all on Netflix. So it's yes. super easy. Well, Dan's going to cherry pick about uh, two or three of these, you know, favorite episodes ever. And we're going to cover Black Mirror on a future show, guys. Uh, I don't know if you want to spread them out, Dan, or if you want to knock them all out in one um, sitting. It's up to you. Yeah, we'll figure it all out, and I will need Jamie's help on that because it's going to be hard narrowing it down to just a couple. But um, there's definitely some some exceptional ones. But overall, this the series is great. So yeah, we'll we'll get into that uh, in some form. Like yeah. you said, we might spread it out, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, we haven't decided yet. So look forward to that, guys. Yep. One thing I watched recently because Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. He recommended a movie called. The editor, and I thought it would be about an asshole sitting in front of his computer for four hours putting together a podcast. Uh, <laughs> Alex thought it was a documentary on his life. Yeah, I was like, somebody had a camera behind my head this whole time. <laughs> I didn't even know. But uh, no, it's not. It's uh, it's a movie from 2014. It's a it's like a giallo um, spoof sort of type of thing. It is an odd movie. Um, Jamie, what would you call it? Like, you'd call it like a satire on Giallo's, I guess? Um, or or I, get, I guess it's kind of like an homage to to them, only with like a, a tongue-in-cheek point of view because they clearly make fun of certain things. Um, so maybe it's, it's not as goofy as a spoof would be. Is it meta? But, but um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the right way to label this, like so people know. It's a giallo with humor in it, so it does have humor, but it's not like slapstick, retarded humor. It, well, maybe some of it is <laughs> literal. There is literal slapping in it, which I think is probably the funniest thing. That 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 thing that never got old to me was this. <laughs> Dan, there's a scene where he goes up to a girl and he goes. You're someone else. Uh, I know you're wearing a mask. And she goes, no, I'm not. 
And he goes, yes, this is a mask. And he goes and literally pulls her face off of her skull. Oh, my God. She's screaming and everything else. And you can see, like, the tongue and the everything hanging loose and the fucking blood's pouring everywhere. And he goes, oh, shit. So then he goes, sorry. And he mushes her face back on and then as they cut to another like angle her she's back to normal with just like you know blood around like around the ring of where he pulled her face off like so that's why i don't know whether to say this like what this is exactly but whatever it's a maybe it is a little goofier than i had (laughs) that i recalled i forgot about that it sounds great though guys i i love romantic comedies it's It's awesome (laughs) yeah I knew I loved him when he ripped my face off. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I felt that it had a lot of great elements, a lot of great scenes. I just felt that it was padded with the uh, things that I wasn't particularly that crazy about. So I guess I agreed with Jamie's husband, Brian, that it just went on a little too long or something. Like, Well, yeah, we both said that. I it, it, It's like... It started out really great. We were absolutely loving it. And if you are a Jallo fan, you will appreciate the, what they're going for here. It's really fun. But after a while, it just it's too long. I mean, it you're like, okay, yeah, the, the joke was great. It was really fun. <laughs> I got it. it was, <laughs> yeah, no, we got it. Yay. It's your dog. And then it just is too long. It, is, it just overstays the welcome is yeah what I feel about it, you know, and that's, Ryan said the same thing. Hello, kiddies, it's me, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, and you're listening to the Skeleton Crew. <laughs> Here we are, guys, we are getting into Dan Chase's top 10 horror movies of all time. This is very interesting. I'm very curious. You guys heard my debacle. Okay, so we're going to go backwards now, of course, because your number one should be your favorite and the big grand finale ending. <laughs> that nobody will be surprised about. I know. That's the shame of it. But <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. It's, no, it's still cool because now we get to hear your top three, at least, that we don't maybe know about. You know? Uh, yeah, so, yeah. all right, Dan. So your top ten favorite horror movies of all time. What comes in at number ten? Now, House of the Devil, man, was a fucking huge movie for me. Now, first of all, this one is, and this is going to be the big shocker here, that one is completely interchangeable with the When a Stranger Calls remake. And I know I'm going to get hate for that. I don't give a fuck. I love the shit out of that movie, dude. I love it so much to where, and I was trying to figure out in this list why I like these movies so much. And and it, it became quickly apparent. Like, I always realize this, but I'm, I'm trying to vocalize it in a way where, you know, people kind of get it. And I think people do because this is how a lot of people feel about their favorite movies. Such a personal connection to it. Like, when I watch these movies, dude, like, I am so invested. I am so a hundred percent in and they're not perfect movies like they may not be perfect by any means but god am i just like totally enthralled and and put in this world and you know that's why like when the music comes into play and and, and everything that happens in it like it may not be a quote-unquote perfect movie but god i love the shit out of it dude so i'll be honest with you number 10 i'm gonna go with house of the devil but that is completely interchangeable with a stranger calls remake i love them 
I love them. What do you guys think about those movies? Like, did, like I know it's kind of like a random uh, sort of two picks, but um, no, dude, you should have heard my list. Don't think anything about it. It was all it was all nostalgia because when I do my top ten favorites, obviously I'm not going to go for the quality. I'm just going to go for the ones that speak to me, what touched me the most, what's most important to me. So I I did not pick anything that anyone else in the world would pick. So don't even don't think anything of it. Now, Jamie, you said you did enjoy the uh, Strange Stranger Calls remake, correct? Or am I wrong? Yeah, on that? yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay, so um, I just love it, man. So, anyways, I got to move on. That's number ten, man. House of the Devil. I know some people are kind of like not not shocked by it, but I don't really talk about it that much. But I really do love that movie. Anyways, uh, number nine is The Shining, dude. And The Shining is one of those Ooh. movies I know everybody loves and stuff like that. But same thing, man. Personal connection to it. Every time that movie's either on TV, every time there's a snowstorm, dude, I get so pumped for the snowstorm because I get to watch The Shining. Like, it just transports me, you know? Like, I'm right there, dude. And that's a long fucking movie, too. Like, it's not like a, oh, yeah, quick little watch. Like, oh, my God, I just love it so much, which, you know. That's one of those movies. It's funny. The Shining, I just hated when I first saw it, I didn't get it. I was bored to tears. I, th- yeah, I thought you can cut an hour out of it. It would have been so much better. Then it's one of those famous things we always talk about, and you just mentioned. Uh, second watch, and sometimes even th- it takes three watches sometimes to get something. I remember I didn't even like. I I thought Caddyshack was a terrible movie, and then I just kept on trying for some reason with that one i don't remember so by the third or fourth watch it all clicked and i was like with you caddyshack know what? you mean too yeah really see i think caddyshack's very overrated but i do like it but yeah. i thought so too i thought i thought i don't know why you guys talk about this and so that that taught me a lot that a third watch actually grabbed me so with shining it was uh, interesting, and I was glad that it only took uh, two watches. So thank God. And then from there, I loved it. Then when I watched it again to show my wife, she loved it on first watch. And I was like, oh, my God. So now I love I love The Shining so much that I have the final picture that they show in The Shining where everybody is at that 4th of July black and white picture with all the uh, workers there or whatever. 1929, is it, I believe? Yeah. No? yeah. like that. Yeah. And I have that right behind my bar. That surprised me. That's hanging on my that's hanging on my family wall, that same oh, photo. Really? I gave it to Brian. Remember I told you uh at least Alex Yeah. Uh I gave it to Brian for I don't remember if it was his birthday or or Christmas. Yeah, I don't I think know. You did say but that I to me. I gave it to him and then we had it in the living room for the longest time and then he was like, Let's put that on our family wall. Um <laughs> which basically it's like our wedding photos and stuff like that, but then it consists of um, uh, like there's my, my print of Lizzie Borden is on that wall, <laughs> you know? And so yep. stuff like that. So it's just jokingly called our family wall, but, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think I told you that about how I went to the Lizzie Borden house, dude. It's awesome. Oh, it's- that's what I want to do. I wanted to do that for honeymoon. So, yeah. um, I still want to go there. Like I've been dying to go there dude, for years. Please come up because it's not that far from Salem too. Like, oh my God, you guys, we could ever get together like somewhere around October, hit the Lizzie Borden house. Cause here's the thing about the Lizzie Borden house. It's in such a cracked out town. Like, like literally like prostitutes and like heroin and crack and shit. Like it's not the best 
place, but uh, it's fun. Like I did some ghost hunting in there one night. Not really. I just got drunk and walked around with my phone on. But still, it was fun, man. It's it's fun to to go to those uh, type of things. And like I said, it's a little bit. I, actually, not. It's probably not even like an hour away from Salem too, which uh, which would be like. Oh, my oh yeah, God. I totally mapped that out because I decided yeah. that if I ever did that trip, I wanted them both. So yeah, The Shining. That's uh, what's that number Coming nine? In, number nine, The Shining. Number nine, nine, nine. All right, all right. Number eight, Seeker Window or Broken Window, as Alex refers to it. You remember that? Yeah, of course I do. That was one of my favorite reviews, dude. Oh man, ah, uh, I know a lot of people don't even like. It's not even on their radar. You know what I mean? Like, what do you guys think of it? Generally speaking, like, I know it's not in your top ten. Starring, but... starring Johnny Deep. My favorite Johnny Depp performance, actually. Do you know I've never seen it? <gasps> wow. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. This is, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. So, so do that. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, so <laughs> I, I guess I can't. I guess I can't spoil anything now, too, but God, Jamie, please go watch that. One of my all-time favorites, obviously, it's on this fucking list, but damn, is this movie good, man. I mean, I, I guess I'll I'll just repeat my myself because we already reviewed it, technically speaking, but God, man, from the opening shot, dude, it just sets the tone. It's like, oh, wow, oh, shit, like, this is a, this is, this is some really good storytelling, and just, um, Front, like that's one of those movies where I literally get like so excited to watch and and the music that they use, like the opening shot that goes across the lake to the house, man. It's in a cabin in the middle of the woods. It's such a contained story. It's got that small town feel when he venture when he does eventually venture out in the town. I mean, dude, John Turturro, I I think he's one of the best actors out there. He's great. Uh, actually, I, I retract that statement, but he's definitely good in what he's good. In and uh, and I love him, dude. John Turturro, he's a fucking legend. Him, Johnny Depp, dude, just going at it, dude. It's 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 really like almost like a masterpiece. It, it does have slight issues and stuff like that, but like, oh, I just love it, man. So, anyways, um, that's that's just how I feel. I love that fucking movie so much, man. I can't I can't say it enough, you know. So, Jamie, please watch that. Do it for me. Do it for the crew. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So that is number eight. Broken window. Broken window. <laughs> hey, by the way, Alex, I'm glad you liked that movie. And you did like it, right? Yeah, I liked it, yeah. Uh, coming in at number seven, seven, seven. And this is no surprise to people, but this is where I think a lot of people will uh, will roll their eyes, is um, uh, Halloween H2O. Oh, I just saw, I just saw my brain. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, I think this is a great entry. And I think I love that it's in your top ten because I, I love that you're being um, nostalgic and you're and you're not worrying about the world and you're just doing you. So to me, it had to be there in, in my opinion. I, if you didn't list Halloween H two O, I would think you're a poser. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool, man. Dude, I just I, I don't know. I don't even know how to like elaborate on it because like. I, I feel like not elaborate. Are you crazy? Okay, they took a franchise that went, went a worst directions possible, went totally lame, looked like it was totally dead. There was no reason to watch another Halloween movie after you saw the Abomination of Part Six. And what did they do? They fucking brought back Jamie Lee Curtis. They brought back they they brought in Steve Miner, the legend who did Friday Two, Friday Three, comes in kills this provides an amazing atmosphere you got an amazing score which is phenomenal the only problem with the movie 
is the look of Michael Myers, in my opinion. Otherwise, this movie is a fucking 10 out of 10, with the one of the greatest endings you could ever cap off a horror franchise with. Yes. Like, dude, there's plenty of things to say about this and te- why it's your top 10. Like, I know Jamie doesn't agree. She thinks it's boring or whatever, but but I guess for people who... I've actually grown in appreciation for this <gasps> really? film the more I've watched it. I think it was actually, if they had... If we get rid of... <laughs> four, five, and six, and right. go straight from one, two, to H2O, and then just stop, I think that that would be an amazing trilogy. Yep. Well, because and- I think that is a totally fitting in for the characters. Right. And, um, and yeah, at first I did think it was a little boring. And now I look back on it, and I'm just like, well, it was just 90s. It was just, that's the way it was. That was those were late 90s slasher films. That's what we, right. that's where we were. Yeah, I have a much bigger appreciation for it now than I did oh. back when we originally discussed it. So, you know, I'm I'm cool with it. Good. Oh, that makes me so happy, dude. Yeah. Even bringing in the, the rapper and the token black guy, but you actually do it perfectly. Like, stop making token people. Stop putting rappers in just to sell. Actually give these people depth and character and likability, man. And don't go so cliche. It's insulting, frankly, to black people, the way you portray them in these movies and make them the way you do. Like, man, uh, what, what am I? Blah, blah. They, they always have to point it out. No, he didn't point out his race he didn't point out that he's this that he's a rapper or anything he actually came in and had such a great lovable character talking about his funny uh passion stories or whatever you call that romance novels yeah, and stuff. Yeah. that was hilarious right. and his girlfriend sure she was cliche and all that but you know what she's lovable i mean she's she's like the classic 90s uh cliche but it's so great and you did that right. You, it's almost as if they didn't do anything wrong. Right. Dude, yeah, exactly. And, and uh, thank you so much for saying that, dude, too, because I feel like that's one of the most overlooked aspects of that movie, having co- uh, comedic relief but done in such a way that people don't even really think about it like, oh, that's comedic relief. Like, no, that's the, that's just the story and that those parts are funny and it provides levity to this overall kind of depressing story, meaning Jamie Lee Curtis is a drunk now and past coming back to haunt. It's a very kind of like sad thing, but it's also great for us as Halloween fans because he's back, you know. But anyways. Um, and her, her ex-husband was addicted to Percodan. Perkadan, remember? He's, yeah, exactly. Perkadan Chase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, <laughs> how ironic is that? So, yeah, check it out. Oh, you also like, uh, what's his name? Who's, who's you that? like uh, that writer who did Dawson's Creek and a lot of, and That's that right. chick's in there. Yeah. Dude, oh my God, yeah. I totally didn't even mention Williamson wrote this. Yeah. And let me let me tell you something too, man. It wasn't predicated upon him writing it too. Like I found out well, – actually, that's probably a lie. I probably did know at the time. Anyways, whatever. I, that just adds to it. But like, yeah, that, that whole thing though, man, like the Dawson's Creek thing, the whole Scream era. Like you said, it's, it's definitely a late 90s movie like you said, Jamie, whatever. But God, man, that is my time, man. That is my era. I even watched I Know What You Did last summer and was thinking about it and how Alex um, pointed it out in many instances that, oh, my God, this movie's like, kind of bad in terms of, like, it's depressing. There's nothing, like, like fun really about it. Well, good, dude. That's, that's your number eight, nine, ten, nine, eight, seven. Well, number that's my number seven. seven. Yep. Oh, good, perfect. It's the seventh installment in Halloween, too. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> Look at that. That was not on purpose by any means. Uh, and it's funny that uh, that we're talking about, um, you know, like all uh, anyways. Yeah, we, we just I, I feel like we can't even go too long without mentioning certain things anyways. But coming in at number six should be really no surprise to anybody. And it goes back to what I was saying and how like, um, you know, when we talk about what, what certain people are into and and you know you guys are my friends and I dig that and 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 my attraction to these movies are almost based on predicated upon I never going to say now yeah, of course you do, motherfucker, dude. God, God damn. Wow. But that's normal, ain't it, Norman? Like, come Can't on. I believe man. I was right. Look at that. We fuck, dude. I did not, dude. This is a perfect example, though, guys, because I was so not into it in the beginning. Like, old movies just didn't attract me. I was just like, whatever. Listening to Jamie talk about it and finding your love of it, Alex, and the way you talk about it, I'm like, what, really? Like, Psycho? Okay. Checked it out. I'm like, wow, this is fucking really good. I watched it the other day. Oh, by the way, they put it on on uh, Turner Classic Movies, which, by the way, they're playing fucking great horror movies lately on there. Um, but, man, like, I can't think of a better example of me not giving a flying fuck about a movie to loving it. Like, I mean, just, like, the music now, dude. Like, Alex, when, when you told me that you drove around listening to the soundtrack, I, like, it's <laughs> laughable, dude. But now I'm like... Man, like, you're like, hey, so how do you how do you get that onto my phone? So like, oh yeah, like I want to get that soundtrack, dude. It's so good, dude. So it's just it's one of my all time favorite movies, dude. And that's it. So that was number six, Psycho. What comes in at number five? Wait, that's that's your bottom five. So guys, Dan's list so far: his bottom five favorite horror movies of all times: House of the Devil, Shining, Secret Window, Halloween H two O, and Psycho. That's it, man. What comes in at number five? Well, this is a very unfortunate pick for for one reason in particular, Alex, because we were trying not to mention a certain franchise for every single episode. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it happens. I got to do it. I got to take one for the team. I think you guys know where I'm going. Yeah, just don't elaborate on it. You'll be fine. Yeah, right. (laughs) I'll just dance around it. I'll just dance around it, man. But yeah, uh, put that into your little computer and and try and figure out what I'm talking about. But um, Ah, we all know now. Exactly, man. I love it, man. Ted, hey, Ted! So let me just drive home that, like I said, it was an important part of my um, of my uh, my my horror schooling, if you will. So, anyways, um, yeah, yeah, Friday Four, dude. That's uh, oh, I said it. I I had to fucking say it. Ooh. Yeah. So number five. Wow. Number five, Friday Four. Number five. So. Now we know. Okay, okay, we know two of the top four, so it'll be interesting where they land. So what is your number four favorite horror movie of all time? Oh, dude, (laughs) I mean, we talked about it uh, on the previous show here, and uh, fuck it, dude. Eli Roth, man, when he came on the scene with Hostel, forget it, dude, forget it. That movie creeped me out so bad, dude. So fu- it, it it struck a nerve in me, dude, that I have I have yet to um to really 
feel as creeped out during a movie, to be honest with you. That whole premise of, like, this ain't fucking a monster. Dude. This is real people. This this could happen. You know, it's very possible. The whole networking thing of how they did it, how they, they lured the guys in like a, like a, like a, like a spider web type of thing. The whole fucking thing I loved, man. And, and just the, the commentary on, on, uh, and, and that's the thing too, hostile and hostile too. They both have different commentaries. Second one is obviously money rules, you know, like, you know, she's fucking, she's got the uh, dude's dick in her hand and she's like, I got more money. He didn't know she was rich. Now, fuck you. I got more money. But just the, 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 the so- whole social commentary of that whole series, dude, goes so deep and there's so many different aspects to it and, and, and hostile number one, you know, with the Wicker Man music in there, dude. There's so many nods to so many movies, and it just, Eli Roth, is. that's why I love him, man. And say what you want about him, but people don't like that guy because he's such a big cheerleader and he's so vocal about things. But, dude, he only loves the shit that he loves and talks about the shit that he loves a lot. And and I don't know, man, to me, that's the epitome of, like, can you imagine, dude, growing up a horror fan? Like, I remember his bar mitzvah, dude. I remember you, like, I I it to you guys' weddings like you know the whole friday the 13th aspect same thing with him dude he had like a blood soaked uh i forget what the theme was but same thing like he grew up a horror fan so to become a horror director you know starting off on the stern show obviously on on private parts working outside of howard stern's door and all that kind of stuff just his whole journey and then making hostile and i feel like everybody gets wrapped up in the wrong things when they look at those movies they're like oh what because of tarantino dude tarantino Tino's got nothing to do with that shit except he loved that movie, so he wanted to put his name on it, period. Period. There's no more to it than that, you know? And just the set pieces, dude. I mean, the 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 real aspect of it. There was a lot of ground-level shooting in that movie, like a lot of, you know, like um, uh, a lot of obviously real locations and stuff like that. Like they filmed in a real fucking place like that, and you can feel the grittiness, dude. And I don't know, man, that movie just uh, – I haven't actually seen it in a long time. But man, do I love it, and I think about it often. So yeah, that's uh, that's number four, Hostile, and we will be reviewing those. So I'll stop now, so we can talk about it in depth later. <laughs> yeah, I just can't believe that I thought you were going to pick Hostile too. Actually, so it's interesting that oh, really? you picked. Yeah, well, I figured I always uh, heard that was the best one, and since it's your uh, thing, I thought you would also think it's the best. But hey, whatever. The original is the original, and that's where you went. Okay, now top three horror movies of all now this is interesting we all know i don't well i don't want to say because some people might actually not know but one of them we all know what one of them will be but i don't know the other two so this is gonna be good it's it's funny because i'm gonna say him and you'll be like oh yeah of course i know probably yeah yeah coming in at number three man and it, it speaks to what i was saying earlier about you flip that sucker on dude forget it and you know i say that this the friday the 13th series um started uh, I know. Well, yeah, of course, right? Yeah, you know what I'm gonna say, dude. dude what? See, that, am I predictable or am no, I? No, just... I just I don't know how I forgot that that would make it. Okay, see, that's what I mean. Yeah, dude, love it, absolutely love it, man. I just it's just a classic. What can I really say that hasn't the been the night said? he came home? 
Right, exactly. Thank you, dude. It just changed changed everything for me. I'm like, wait, I'm like, and it was so simple, obviously, and and just everything about it, dude. Like, I will throw that bitch on, and and this this is another thing too. I'm very nostalgic in it in the sense where I do not like to watch that movie uh, unless it's Halloween. Now, when I say that, I don't yeah, get of course. If it's on, like I'll love it and I'll whatever. But dude, there is something so magical about the um the um the the timing of watching Halloween during Halloween and and God, dude, this is why it goes hand in hand though with the holiday, but like it's synonymous with Halloween, obviously, with the movie and the holiday. But God, man, we all love Halloween, so I don't need to like I'm preaching to the choir, I know, but yeah, like Yeah, no, there's not much to say, need to be said about Halloween. Yeah. Thank you, dude. I just love it. So that's number three. That's probably the quickest it's, it's ironic that like we just bypass it, but I think everybody knows what our thoughts are. You know, um, so yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm, what do you think's number two? I'm just curious, Jamie. What do you think? That's a clue. <laughs> oh, I know what it is. Ah, there it is. There it is. Jaws. <laughs> yeah, that's why I fucking love Jaws. you. Jaws. 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 And uh, obviously. You know, I mean, it is what it is. We've talked, we've talked that to death as well too. But I guess one of the main things is because of you know location. I'm completely biased because of the location aspect. But, but, but for for somebody growing up as a horror fan and realizing that that you know one of the greatest movies took place in your backyard, you tell me that you're not gonna have a, have a deeper appreciation for it. Or you know, like that's the same thing like with you going um to all those uh, Friday Thirteenth locations, Alex. Yeah, like the diner dude, all the time. That, dude, that's porn, dude. That's porn to me. I'm like, oh my god, that's so great, dude. So when I get out, when I go over to the vineyard, dude, which is basically a stone's throw away, like it's a, I think it's like a half hour ride on the boat. But you know, me and my buddies go over on boats all the time and check out all the locations and this, that, and the other thing. It's so perfect, dude. I just, I don't know. I can't, I can't say enough how much I love that movie because here's the thing about it. I mentioned Halloween during Halloween, dude. Fourth of July weekend. I can't even make it to that or Memorial Day weekend, Fourth of July weekend. Summer, dude, is just completely um uh synonymous with Jaws for me, dude. Like for me, when when the weather starts getting nice, dude, and I start feeling great about, you know, good, the good weather and stuff like that, my number one thing I always go to in terms of movies is uh that and uh Dazed and Confused, which isn't horror, but you know, obviously. But um it just it like I said, going back to what I said before, it just evokes this emotion where it's like, oh my god, this is perfect. It, it it's nostalgia it's it's everything it reminds me of high school it reminds me of of when i first started getting into movies and it's so ironic is how you know the stories behind jaws how much of a fucking disaster it is that it's you know so many people's favorite movie dude but god i love jaws man i i kind of want to watch it right now so yeah number two jaws so all right so the grand finale nobody expects this answer (laughs) what is dan chase's favorite Horror movie of all time. Hellraiser Bloodlines. Wow, good. You know, it's funny because you didn't think that'd be good because it's a spaceship movie. But you know what? (laughs) It did turn out as amazing as everybody hoped it would be. And it it does make sense that it lands on your number one. Very good choice. (laughs) Especially since you're such a big pinhead fan. Exactly. It it brings it all back. (laughs) Oh, yo, 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 yo. It brought it back, motherfucker. Are you on crack? Because it brought it back. 
But yeah, wow. uh, so I don't even know how to like elaborate on uh, on Hellraiser Bloodlines, but um, but I, I guess I've been saying that a lot lately. But uh, but yeah, man. I mean, shit. I, I'm I'm a broken record at this point in the game. And you know what's funny about it, man? I haven't even watched. I watched uh, Scream obviously last Halloween and stuff like that, and, and it was fucking terrific, dude. But it's the only movie that I can watch a million times, dude, and still still get excited even by the thought of it. Like, oh my God, I start thinking about it. I'm like, I want to watch it now. And it even gets me excited to um to watch the sequels. I know it was funny, man. We were talking about the sequels, Alex, and and how, you know, when we broke it down, uh, you had made a comment before where it's like, yeah, man, Scream 2 isn't even that strong. And and, and I do agree with... Yeah, we didn't realize it until we reviewed it, remember? But, but And I do agree with that in a lot of aspects of it. But... And compared to Scream 1, it is. It's not as good or whatever. But it's just – it's one of those things, man, where like there, there was a lot that, that Scream 2 got right um, and, and stuff like that. And it just – it was only a year after Scream was made, dude. So and, – and much like the Hostel situation, like you just told me, um, you know, with Hostel and Hostel 2 or whatever, obviously Scream's the better movie. But I wouldn't compare those two to Hostel and Hostel 2 though. For example, uh, like it, you, you, you wouldn't put – Scream 1 and 2 in the same category as Alien 1 and 2 or Hostile 1 and 2 or Terminator 1 and 2, right? No, no, but here's my point. Now, this was the this was my era, dude. It's I'm talking Scream, I know what you did last summer, H2O, Scream 2. They all came out within a very short period of time, dude, and it was just I, I guess I got to look back on it, you know, and say no, that it has like, extreme nostalgia for you. That's fine. Heyday, dude. That was the heyday of it. And and like like certain aspects of, of Scream 2 or whatever, and, and I dislike a lot too, but like, man, the, it was just – it was riding a certain wave, dude. And when, when you're riding that wave and, and there's a certain excitement to it, like I still remember the excitement uh, for Scream 2. And, and that was all based on seeing Scream 1. And I've said it a million times. Dude, Scream just changed my life, dude. One of the first horror uh, – no, the first horror movie uh, – Ninja Turtles was the first movie. I ever saw in the theater and scream I saw that bitch in the theater dude and oh my god changed my life dude and same thing I said before I can replicate that feeling every time dude as soon as that fucking phone rings in the beginning and boom and scream hits dude I'm there and I'm not ever fucking taken out of it until the not even the last frame of the movie till that fucking song ends at the end of the movie dude and 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 I still listen to the soundtrack all the time dude there's so much right it's just well i i i I, jamie and i both uh agreed that we i i i like it (laughs) we both agree jamie right that every time we watch it that it still feels like it's new to us so that feeling actually does get replicated upon uh my watch and jamie's right yeah yeah absolutely it always feels new so yeah it uh it it has this amazing uh i don't know it's it probably goes harkens back to what we talked about how nothing has changed since then so maybe that's why (laughs) that's why this still feels like it's relevant and and new when we were watching the uh, inside story um of scream earlier this week or whenever it was um yeah it they showed the scene where henry henry winkler was talking to the the two boys and he's like your whole thieving whoring generation blah and i I turned to brian i was like you know that's funny because that's exactly how i feel about the generation yeah now 
Yeah. Um, when he was yeah, to my generation, um, and I'm like, it's gotten so much worse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was like, you know, in retrospect, these kids aren't that bad. <laughs> right. But and but yo, you know what I realized too, guys? Actually, I I I, I like it. No, I'm sorry. But one thing that I re- realized <laughs> recently is the fact that um, think about this now. Now, Wes Craven obviously passed away. God rest his soul. But here's one thing that really just like makes me happy inside, dude, and and just solidifies my 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 love of this movie. This movie was being praised way before he died, and you guys know what I'm talking about. When somebody dies, and then oh, yeah, all of a sudden they're a genius. Cla- this is a classic, dude. Scream was being called a classic, and not a classic, but like Scream was being hyped up right when it fucking came out, dude. And and up until this, I mean, now it's like, oh, wow. He's like, it's almost like brings it to mythic proportions. But like, I just look at it like I'm so glad that it got the praise and it wasn't all based on, you know, people dying and, oh, yeah, he's dead now. So he's a genius. You know what I mean? So that just makes me happy, too, man. And I don't know. Harold Ramis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, well, yeah, don't Harold Ramis, Wes Craven, please. Uh, All right, well, that was Dan's top 10 favorite horror movies of all time. I actually found my new updated list. So so my top 10 favorite horror movies of all time, this is a little bit different than the list I originally gave in 2015 uh, or 14 of October. Starting from number 10, Stephen King's It. Yes, that's still in my top 10. I love it. I know Dan doesn't. And I am excited for the remake. I am not against this being remade. Friday 13th, part four is my number nine, final chapter. Yes, that's it. Uh, Number eight, Return of the Living Dead. Yes, it fell from number five. I had it at last time. Now it's number eight. Hmm. Doesn't mean I like it any less. I just realized I like other ones more. Uh, Number seven, The Wolfman, 1941. I love that movie. Definitely top 10. Great movie. You should all watch it. Right above that, coming in at number six, is Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. Yup, this list is fucked up, and that was on it last time, it's on it again. Right above that, coming in at number five, Halloween 2. Yes, I love Halloween 2, it's a great extension of Halloween. Above that, I follow Dan Chase suit with Psycho. That is my fourth favorite horror movie of all time. Great movie, it's iconic. Nothing to be said above that. And oh, probably above that because of how it changed my entire life, much like it changed Dan's. And this is the movie that really turned it everything around for me with modern horror and actually making uh, horror relevant in my life on a daily basis. Horror was not, I was into so many things in life that horror was not a major focus of mine right. in, in the year 99 uh, or in 98. I had a bunch of other things I was into. But horror became my main focus in life because of Halloween 1978. That is my third fair horror movie of all time. Yes, it wasn't even on my list back in 2014. I was going through something. I don't know what I was going through, but I was making some kind of statement. So I left it off. I don't know why. Uh, Number two favorite horror movie of all time, Psycho 3. Oh, yeah. I love Psycho 3 to this day. It's amazing. The most in-depth look at Norman Bates you'll ever get. So I love it. And my favorite horror movie of all time, undeniably, Friday the 13th, Part 2. Yep. Nice, dude. Yes. Jamie, do you want to zip through yours real quick? 
My number, mine hasn't changed. I mean, if you listen to that show, it, it there's nothing that's changed about it. I mean, we've had some amazing stuff come out, but nothing's going to unseat my top 10, at least nothing so far. So yep. with number 10, I've got Salem's Lot. It was the first, I saw the original airing of that when I was a wee tot. It scared the crap out of me. And so it kind of helped make me who I am. So there's that. Uh, behind that is Alien. Nice. Uh, oh. which I think is uh, supremely mm. terrifying and amazing. Yep. Uh, then uh, Texas Chainsaw. Yep. Then yeah. Poltergeist. Oh, wow. Which I watched again recently, and it's still amazing. Uh, i got to watch that again. Then uh, Rosemary's Baby. Oh, wow. Uh, that is an incredibly beautiful film. I love everything about it. Um, then, all right, okay, maybe I'll change something up here because on my list currently, it has at my number, where am I, five, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. At my number 5, I had on, when we did this the first time, Friday the 13th Part 3. Yep. Well, as we know, if you've ever listened to us talk about these, and blah, 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 I kind of go back and forth between Part 3 and Part 1. And I actually kind of am kind of feeling Part 1 these days. <laughs> right on. That's so, cool. I like that. Right I now, um, I'm kind of stuck on one and... Uh, so I might change that one up. But the thing is, those are completely interchangeable for me. It just depends on the day of the week. Oh, hi. Uh, number four is The Howling. My oh, personal hi. favorite werewolf movie of all time. Oh. Number three Love is the, the Exorcist. Yep. Wow. Cool. Uh, number Which I think is just a perfect film. I really don't. I mean, technically. Right. Your mother sucks cops in hell. Uh, number two, uh, George Romero's Dawn of the Dead. Oh, um, wow. The original zombie epic. I, I can't get enough of that movie. I will watch it every single day. Can't if someone, Don't stop. If someone comes over and they're like, hey, I've never seen Dawn of the Dead. You want to watch it? I'll go, hell yeah. And then if, you know, two hours later somebody comes over and they're like, hey, I've never seen Dawn of the Dead. You want to watch it? I'll go, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you go, you go, shamo. Shamo. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, of course, my number one, which would be, which should be really be no surprise to anyone, uh, is Jaws. Uh, not only my number one horror film, but my number right. one film yeah. of uh, of any genre because it uh, left such an indelible mark on the entire world. I mean, it just yep. I was swimming in the ocean was never the same after that. Yep, you were afraid to go back in the ocean, and you were afraid to be Catholic after The Exorcist. That's right. That's right. <laughs> this is what I said at the top of the show. Why I hate lists is because as we're doing this, and Jamie just really drove the uh, stake home, like right in my heart, uh, right when she said the howling, is because I forgot a huge movie, dude. And I'm surprised nobody called me on it. Um, oh my god, you guys know what I'm about to say. If, if if I'm talking about the howling, what movie am I forgetting here? That's that that I've Ginger talked- Snaps. <laughs> An American Werewolf in London. I hate you guys so much. Dude, I don't know where it would fall, but I know House of the Devil. I <laughs> fucking hate you so much. <laughs> I thought maybe there was a D. Wallace connection. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, now, I- I'm afraid that I see as we're talking, this is why I hate lists because I forget movies, you know? Dude, uh, Silver Bullet, man. Fuck. Fuck. Ooh, you have a thing about guys in wheelchairs. Yeah, yeah, something about that, right? Something about Gary Busey, too. No, I'm just kidding. But no, well, Jerry thing. Herring just fell in love with you all over again. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah dude, he's going to cream when he hears that. 
And I got to say, man, I totally dropped the ball on that because that's probably in my top five somewhere, but I'm not even going to go over this again. So you guys can fucking rank them wherever you want to rank them. Uh, but that's I, Samson Simpson. I stick by my story. It is what it is. But uh, yeah, Silver Bullet's definitely in there. That's another one that just scared the living fuck out of me as a kid. So that's what it is. It is what it is. I hate lists. This is why I hate lists. Bada bing, bada boom. But I had fun doing this. Hey, we had fun listing. Dan, great list. We all enjoyed. Just in case anybody forgot, Dan's top 10 backwards is House of the Devil, Shining, Secret Window, Halloween H2O, Psycho, Friday the 13th, The Final Chapter, Hostel, Halloween, Jaws, and Scream. Mm-hmm. So, Dan, thank you for giving the list. Now our show is truly complete as we wind this down. And, uh, yeah. Thank you, motherfuckers. Shit.